Welcome to episode five, Twisted Lister. I'm Scott, joined as always by Todd and Harrison. Harrison's so proud that I just introduced myself because I never do. Because I always think that everybody <laughs> never introduce yourself. Uh, I always That's assume right. that everybody knows me. I'm like Jesus. I'm everywhere. So uh, <laughs> you welcome give yourself more credit. You know? Yeah, yeah, that's true. Well, welcome to the show. Plenty to talk about. Plenty of music news to talk about from this week, and of course, as always, counting down a list. And this week's list will be the top five side projects of all time in our opinion that's how it works right all, of all time in our opinion uh our so opinion, counting yes. down our favorite uh five our favorite five side Wait, projects i thought it was top three why do i seem to be on a oh yeah it's top three. Oh, top sorry three. we're always confused that's okay. right all right yes. three sorry we go back and forth sometimes we do five sometimes we do three i know yeah you know we're not stuck in one yeah. format we, we're, we're flexible yeah we're like we're gonna, yeah just like you're crazy to do top four one day nobody's gonna know that's true nobody yeah. does top four yeah no four doesn't get the credit <laughs> that it deserves all right let's get into this off its Access, yeah, know? yeah, let's get into the show. So, uh, that's what we're gonna do. So, if you like that, then continue listening. And if you don't, we lost you, Harrison. <laughs> you wanted to, to kick it off with some thoughts on the, the current late night scene, which is going on. Obviously, a lot of changes in late night television and the impact that's had on music. Uh, well, I just, um, my, my big thing is now that we have Fallon and Seth Myers, uh, in, in late night, it's like our, our, our generation, I guess, you know, the X guys have finally firmly. Su- cemented themselves as um kind of you know pop culture tastemakers you know we can't blame anybody else for the state of uh entertainment now because i guess we're in charge more or less so sure sort of sure sort of sure and once yeah but i mean sure except for except for weinstein spielberg katzenberg geffen and all the other old guys (laughs) something like that yeah Sure, but I mean, I mean, you were talking about pre-show about how you, you don't like uh, you know, Fallon House to move away from that '90s shtick, but that's like really the you know where that core audience he's going for is the people who find you know relate to that as nostalgia. So that's like that's what he's gunning for. We're that target demo for that that 11 o'clock hour. All right, first, to, first of know, all, first of all, 65. you sound like an old fart by saying that you're going to actually watch it at the 11 o'clock hour. <laughs> the whole thing is watched online through clips, okay? Do you really have enough? I mean, are you really, if you're still awake at 11 o'clock, there's way better stuff to be doing than wa- than watching a show, a talk show with commercials, right? I mean, you're going to wa- I, I, you're to watch a movie. You're going to, I just don't. I watched, I watched the first episode live because it was on after the Olympics and since then I've only watched clips, so uh, you got me there. Well, that goes, well, so you were actually watching the olympics which had taken place about 16 hours prior to the, being on the dude air. they only show curling at certain times i can't get them to dial that in uh, let's get back let's get back to the topic right, at hand. Right. but harrison I, I i understand what you're saying i think though fallon's gone too deep into the 90s chick he's done some great i i have a, a ton of appreciation for him with the on the music side of things i think bringing the roots was a really bold move and he, he, the, the stuff that he's done uh, both parodies as well as the performances on the show have been incredible up to this point i i just not I, my kind it was more on outside of music i think that um he's got to expand like the bits for example the first week the two big bits were the history of uh, the, the history of, of rap. Hip, the history but the hip-hop dancing one with will smith which was yeah. great then he went and yeah. he brings timberlake in and they do the history of rap and it's basically the same bit but not as good you know what i mean so yeah. i just that, that's all i think he's got to expand it i thought the full house thing that he did um was lame you know right before he left so I don't know. That's that's all. But otherwise, like I said, from a music standpoint, the guy has ha, has has done a lot for late night television, and I think brought a lot of excitement as far as that the musical guest and 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 um, and again the roots. You got to give it up for for him bringing in yeah. the roots and what they. Oh yeah, you know? no, it's huge. I mean, I don't Here think Leno had any. You know, you don't associate Leno with any kind of musical. No. Innovation, yeah. so. It'll also be it'll also be interesting to see how having that show on, um, in New York is going to affect things too. Now that you have both major late night shows in New York and you just have yeah. uh Kimmel out west how that'll affect things so that'll be interesting <laughs> Harrison covering the late night wars for us you stay tuned stay tuned <laughs> oh Harrison fine whatever no whatever. break it down break it down anyway yeah, Todd you've been You've been on uh, Todd Fest has been taking place for the last nine days this all over true. the D.C. Yeah, the D.C. area <laughs> celebrating the arts in D.C., various venues, various performers, headlined by Justin Timberlake and Kings of Leon, also featuring <laughs> lesser-known acts like Young the Giant and yes. some others. Uh, fill, us in on what, fill us in on what you've been up to, man. I, I just finished a uh, six-shows-and-nine-night run um, of shows, which was for me, who you guys know I go to a lot of concerts. I love live music. That's 
you know, one of my favorite things. But six shows in nine nights, I think, was a new record for me. It was unprecedented. So, and, and what um, was the best? And what was it, the worst? I think it worked out pretty well. I think the the best was probably. I, I think I got to go with Band of Horses. I saw Band of Horses acoustic at the Lincoln Theater, which is a great old venue in D.C. Um, which 9:30 Club is doing the booking now, which is is a great thing for you know for everyone here. But anyway, Band of Horses was incredible. I actually love that. The live album they just came out with, live from the Ryman Auditorium, which is actually a, a, a church of, well, actually it was a church originally in Nashville, but if you ever find yourself in Nashville looking for something to see, the Ryman Auditorium was number one on my list. That was amazing. But anyway, um, that was my highlight band horses. Um, Justin Timberlake was kind of a interesting thing. I wouldn't say it was you know, my favorite moment, but definitely an interesting pop cultural uh, tourism, uh, eco-tourism type of thing. Because <laughs> I got to see... Uh, it was about 80% ladies, probably, and I went because Vicky, uh, that was a holiday present for her. So that was interesting. And then I'd say Kings of Leon was probably maybe the low light, but they were still really? good. They were good. Um, musically, very solid. I just don't think they are they can play arenas, and I've you know I've made this point for a while, I guess. But not all bands are cut out for to play arenas. I mean, I, you know, a That's club fair. is always going to be a club or a theater, small theater is always going to be the best place venue to see any band. Um, but some bands have been playing arenas for a while and can fill them and you know and, and when I say fill them not with like filling the seats but like as far as sound and stage presence mm -hmm. and Band of Horses is just not a very like dynamic live act I, I thought so while I enjoyed the music I wouldn't go recommend people run out and see them whereas you talk about someone like I hate to go back to you too but you go to like Springsteen or even Justin Timberlake, uh, you know, you can tell he knows how to play to his audience. Or, or Lady Gaga, or a lot of these pop acts, they can fill in arenas as far as their like their charisma and their stage presence. So that was kind of my my nine night run. And actually, for best young band, I know I've talked about Young the Giant a lot, but they put on a great show, um, and I definitely re would recommend seeing them. They're you know one of those younger bands I'm pretty excited about. So. Cool. That was the sixth. That was Tadapalooza summed up right there. Yeah, that's great. Well, that's great. It's coming. Uh, check it out. It could be coming to a city near you. Uh, this a festival, a celebration of the that's arts. True. Tadapalooza, various venues all out, around so. town. Yeah, uh, and I spent the week listening to Judgment Night. So I think we did our job by turning people onto new music. So I think that was uh, that was good because not new music. I hadn't. I had to revisit the Judgment Night soundtrack. Yes, which Harrison, I did too. I, I credit you with that. I did, the thank you. The Teenage Fan Club De La Soul track is incredible, and I think it's... That the, is. That was I actually, think, I thought, the best song. Yeah. I think it's the best thing the Teenage Fan Club ever did, actually. <laughs> I mean, this track is is a great track so there's thanks for thanks for putting that on the list and that's that's the idea of the show obviously is to uh revisit things for people or turn people on to new things i think that's the idea so uh let's get right into it with the top five side projects harrison you're gonna kick it off top three top three, top three, top three, top, three right oh now. my god i keep saying five why do i, I why do i keep I got five. It's too early on the West Coast. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it is. I think it is. We're taping this very early on the West Coast. I got fives on it. Anyway, um, so Harrison, why don't you do your top, top eight? Top eight. <laughs> all right. Geez. Okay. Well, then. Um, uh, okay, no, top three. All right. So let's see. I think I go with an obvious one for number three. It's probably on your oh, list. Oh, wait, 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 Harrison. Oh. Harrison, before we do. I Okay. I, I did want to preface this real quick before we get into this. Um, I felt. We've had one unanimous pick on the show with the, the Joe Cocker. Uh, uh, Joe Cocker, I get by with a little help from my friends on our Beatles, our best Beatles cover show. I think that there's, I really feel strongly there's a unanimous pick in this category for top side projects. In talking with Todd off air, I, I think we're not going to come up with a unanimous pick, but I'm going to argue strongly for, uh, I think there's a, a, I think there is a, a, a band that is by far number one in this category. Uh, I'm just prefacing okay. it. And I, I think you guys are going to be surprised with my number one. That's why I'm putting it out there because I think we probably will have uh, some overlap. But uh, and I can, you know, I have an open Let's mind. Let's see. I can be persuaded to put something at number one. But. Yeah. Anyway, go ahead. Go ahead. All right, okay. Harrison. Sorry, to cut you I'm off. Curious go, to hear the go for it. So this is my number. This might be your number one, Scott. So you know, we'll see if this is actually going to work out. Um, Alter Bridge. <laughs> Hang you on. Know, I told myself a while ago that I would not like laugh at anything you guys put out there, but I figured <laughs> I was safe on that. Wait one. a minute. I really laugh. No, I no. In the in our first podcast, I I kind of laughed at something Scott suggested, 
and then I realized I shouldn't do that anymore because you were talking Why? about uh, Laura Jane Grace, and I was like, Yeah, but you, you know, should laugh was, if you want to well, laugh. I thought you, you were joking, laugh. and then I was like, Wait, I'm not joking. But I thought Har Harrison, you're joking, right? I'm joking. That's yeah, okay. okay. Yeah. Yeah, joking. <laughs> but that one I'm saying, I felt like I could safely laugh at that because it's totally indefensible. So. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. The, the, against me, that was on you, Todd. You should check them out. Everybody should check I, them out. I think right. I went All and right. checked it out that week. I didn't. It's not my thing, but it's it's not bad. It's interesting. All right. Let's get back. Let's get back to the topic at hand, Harrison. Okay. After Sorry. Alter Bridge. Yes. After, after Alter Bridge. That, so that was number four. If we'd done a top five, that would have made it. Um, no, number three is a perfect circle on my list um, interesting yeah i thought no. you might i thought you might have it that's why i put it on the playlist for you because i thought that oh, thanks I did. uh you know uh meredith Nom's a great album 13 steps decent uh i saw them live uh opening for nine inch nails back in like 2000 fantastic show um i saw them again i think at american university too also a great show um but just a great yeah, you know, great tight group um you know a little bit kind of like Tool, a relaxed version of Tool, I guess you could call it, with uh, Maynard uh, being the lead man, him making it the official side project here. Uh, but anyway, I think a, a good tight group that stuck around for a while, you know, made some good music. So that's my that's my number three pick. All right, um, go for. Are we? Okay. Yeah, keep going, man. It's a solid hard right. rock, hard yeah. rock metal side project. Right there. That yeah. is a good one. Yeah. It is all right. Well, okay. Not a lot of consensus there, but uh, number no, two. No, that, was, no, I, I, no. I think no, that's, it's, it's a good one. It's just, that's, it, it wouldn't, it's not in my, you know, not in my top three, ones, Harrison, but very yeah, good pick. Fair. Very okay. good pick. Yeah. Uh, uh, number two, uh, the uh, small output, but still, I think, had a big impact was the Postal Service. Oh, yes. Uh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's in my top three. You'll find Gave up. That. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, uh, Ben Gibbard from uh, Cab, uh Great album. Uh, and then you know, I think well copied and and uh, and covered ever oh, since. Yeah. I was, I mean, hugely influential. That's hugely influential. Now, again, now that we see all these power pop groups popping up, I think you, they can really you, you can drive back to the Postal Service as a place where that kind of started. Think, yeah, this whole category of electro pop, I feel like owes a debt to the Postal Service. But, For sure. Yeah, the the, full, the the current full synth sound. So. Oh, yeah. Um, hugely, I think a hugely influential act. You know, there's been uh, taught. You know, they've been they got back together last year. We'll see if that continues if, or if new stuff's going to come out. It'll so, continue. Yeah. It'll continue if festivals will pay them headlining dollars. Right. Yeah. I saw them headlining Coachella. That <laughs> yeah. was their debut sure. last yeah. year, yeah. which yeah. was one of the highlights yeah. of Coachella. Yeah. But actually, they say from what they say, they're done. Like they didn't. They were like, we're not putting out another album. Mm -hmm. We just we'll do this tour because you know people. Well, the money's there and people fans seem to like it. But you know they. Sounds like they're done. Yeah, things. sounds like yeah. Unless Death Cab runs into a ditch or something, it which is like entirely possible. Which is I, possible. That tour, yeah. I'll say this: I, I couldn't believe the reaction that that tour got. I mean, they were selling out two dates in most cities, and I, I was yeah. amazed at how, how well that. And they really did play basically the entire country. I, I was surprised at right. how well that tour did, especially and, for a band that has one album and, yeah. and hadn't put anything out in ten years. That's, yeah, that's pretty incredible when you think about like our current state of. You know, such a short news cycle and short attention spans. Yeah, I'm not a, yeah. you, you know, I love that album. Yeah, yeah, I'm not, and, and that's the key thing. People love it. I'm not a huge fan of, of Postal Service. I don't mind them, but I don't, you know, I'm not, but the people who love them, I mean, that album really means a lot to some people. So I think that's, you know, that's, that's, that's what uh, created all the buzz last year for them. Oh, yeah. Cool. Good choice. Very good choice. Thank you. And uh, my, my number one, and you know, I don't know what Scott's reaction to this one's going to be. My number one is uh, Gorillaz. Ah, I thought that might I, be the case. I like I it. I like, I like it. it. That's all I'll say. Like That's all I'll say, Harrison. I like it. <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah. good. Yeah. yeah. Um, we're going to – I think I think we're going to – yeah, coming up on the show – uh, uh, is, is that? I was wondering, maybe that. Okay, I was that, wondering what Scott was getting. Harrison, at, I, think I think we're gonna I have thought, to fight Todd on this one, but go ahead. Uh, I think okay. you are. Yeah. I think yeah. you are. There was uh, another side project I thought could have been number one, okay. uh, other than my number one, but it's my number two. But it, you didn't. It wasn't either of those. So, but right. I like gorillas. Oh, we'll try to. We can either unwind that riddle or just wait for you to get to it. But hey. I say, yeah, the gorillas. You know, we can say we'll save the discussion for Scott because I want to hear Todd uh, defend his choices. Yeah, yeah, let's do it. All right, Todd. Yeah. No, I do. I, I will say I think gorillas. In all my research, you guys know I thoroughly research you these do. subjects. Yeah. You do. My <laughs> playlist is up to about forty-five tracks. Oh, oh, if you want to check it out. But it uh, gorillas was one of the most successful side projects. I think. Um, oh, yeah. I think We're, it's hard to argue 
that it's not because I mean they had some major hits. Actually, more successful I think than Blur in the U.S. Oh, by at far. least in the U.S. Oh, by far. In the U.K. Yeah. Obviously, it's a different story. But um, you know, I was never a huge Blur fan. But uh, but I th- so I, I actually agree. I think Gorillas. I like their stuff better than Blur. So which is always interesting when a side project, you know, when becomes bigger than its, right. its origins. Right. But, and Damon Albarn is quite the hot topic right now. Yeah. Uh, anyway, we can yeah. get into that with Scott's. I think like the new Damon, the new Damon Albarn song is terrible. Everyday no, Robots. I, have, I haven't heard oh it. Oh my god, it? it's horrible. Yeah. <laughs> Go back. It's, yeah, it's terrible. I, I don't know. Right. Did we lose our four UK listeners because I said that? <laughs> yeah, uh, because yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I, I, I said I like. Bad hey, about Blur. hey, you know what? Listen, off. listen, UK. I like Elbow. Okay, I like Elbow. Wow. So, so that's, that's very so, UK. Yeah, right exactly. So I like the new Elbow track. All the US listeners are like Elbow. Do you like Foot too? Throat. <laughs> I is, like Elbow. I, I love Lamp. <laughs> it's a bad band name, but no, uh, it is a terrible band name. Yeah, yeah. All right, Todd. Todd, uh, what do you got on your list, man? Okay. All right. So at number three, I think I'm going to surprise you guys. I'm going a little older, 70s, early 70s. And Scott and I, we discussed this a little bit during the week. But I think what's interesting about side projects is that, um, and I actually could be wrong about this, and I'll admit that. But I feel like side projects are much more of a, a, a phenomenon of the last 20, 25 years. I feel like they didn't happen as much in the 60s and 70s. But again, you know, I know there, I've discovered some, I've come across some. But anyway, my side project here, you could argue whether it was a side project, but number three, I have Derek and the Dominoes. Um, oh, that's good. No, that's was, a, that's, that counts that's, as a side project. A I think so. Well, because Eric Clapton was established with his solo career and then Cream, well, Cream and his solo career. And then you had Dwayne Allman. You know, who obviously was, you know, he was in the Allman Brothers band, so he had his own thing going. And then you had some other great session musicians that were in Delaney and Bonnie and Friends. Um, so just an incredible group of musicians. They made a, you know, what I think stands as, you know, a landmark album. Uh, and just, you know, with just Clapton and Allman alone, those guys in their prime, two of the greatest guitarists in rock history. Um, you know, there's obviously Layla, Bell Bottom Blues, those songs most people know. Um, but also, I dug into it a little more, and I never—I don't think I had dug into that album enough. Um, but some other great songs, like "Keep on Growing," that's actually first—that's uh, one of my favorites on that album. But anyway, I think uh, you know one of the early supergroups as far as rock is concerned. Um, Good pick. But, well, supergroup, but more side project, as I say. I think Cream was a supergroup. This, so I disqualified them. But but Derek and the Dominoes, you know, for those who haven't listened to that album or haven't listened in a while, it's worth revisiting. So I had that at number three. Um, number two, I have. I was surprised actually. This is not on Harrison's list. Um, given that we, were, I think we all grew up with grunge and we're big grunge era music fans. But Temple of the Dog, um, just an incredible. That album, um, to me, was was like this the perfect combination of Soundgarden and Pearl Jam. Um, you had Eddie Vedder before he was ever even in Pearl Jam, really. Uh, was before. So that's why again it wasn't really a supergroup. I don't think because. Um, Soundgarden wasn't really that big. Pearl Jam hadn't even really, you know, formed yet when it was recorded. By the time they, re- I think when they released it, they had started to get big. Mm-hmm. But I think that album, start to finish, is just yeah. is incredible. And I think most side projects, when you look at their output, it tends to be spotty. They have yeah. a few. That was a few great I mean, That songs. was the first, actually, the first CD I ever owned was Temple of the Dog. I got yeah. it for Christmas that year. Um, I would say it's a fantastic album. It's great for the moment, but I had a hard time putting it on my list because it was just it was a one-off. They never toured on it, like uh, true. And the you know it was just it was just a thing that it was a, a moment in time, I guess, more than like a you know I guess it, it was a collaboration, but it just didn't have all the same feels of, of the kind of the side projects we were looking, like what I thought of as a, as a real side project. It was more of a you know as a tribute album more than anything with a name. True, um, but. I- but that's a cool thing about. Oh, anyway, the funny thing about my top three is that all three only made one album. And, okay. And, and all and actually, they're really. I guess Derek and the Dominoes they toured a little bit. They they actually started to make a second album, and then Clapton's heroin addiction took over, and they fell it fell apart. Yeah. So it's interesting. And then Dwayne Allman died with that year, 1971. So yeah, that was unhelpful. Tragic. Yeah. So yeah. Anyway, I I thought to me, I actually think 
Chris Cornell sometimes was not used the right way or he didn't use himself the right way in Soundgarden. Producer mm. Todd. So like, producer Todd. Who was the producer? I want to know who the producer was. We that... should go back. Uh, oh, on, the, Rick, on Soundgarden. Rick Parishar, maybe. Rick uh, Parishar. Okay. Maybe on Temple the Dog. Oh, you were saying, producer. you were about to say that he's not used correctly on Soundgarden tracks, though, right? No, I was. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I think, yeah. I mean, Chris Cornell obviously was like, he could wail like, like a metal singer, but he could also do like the crooning thing. Um, like a more of a bluesy singer, and that's what I love about Temple of the Dog. Yeah, is it's a little more down tempo, more range. Part, yeah, and it shows off his range. And you know, I've always thought he's always been one of my favorite rock singers, uh, definitely over the last twenty years. Like I think he's yeah. tremendous. I think, you know, like I said, I think it's a solid pick. I mean, it was. I mean, it's one of my favorite albums of all time. So I, I can't fault you at all for picking it. Um, um, yeah, it's still, it's just... still like one of my, it's one of my favorites. But and obviously, it was it had the whole tribute aspect to Andrew Wood. Yeah. But anyway, that's my number two. I, I love that album. I think it stands up kind of like we talked about the single soundtrack last year. If you were going to explain to someone what was grunge, play them the single soundtrack or play them Temple of the Dog. Temple of the Dog, yeah. Pretty good. And for those of you who've only ever heard Hunger Strike, I'd say definitely check out Say Hello to Heaven. Oh, would yeah. probably be my, my number two yeah. track off that album. If yeah. you want to just expand your horizons on it a little bit. Definitely. And Four Walled World, Wooden Jesus, there's a lot of good stuff. Oh, Wooden Jesus is so it's good. Amazing. Yeah. Um, so. And then moving on to my number one, actually, there's there's some overlap here uh, with Harrison because I do have the Postal Service as my oh, number one. Yeah, interesting. Um, and that again, in a band that just did one album, I think they might have toured briefly on the first when they put that out, and then did the reunion thing. But the album, what's incredible to me, like I said before, is just the influence that it had. Um, that so many people love that album, and obviously had a huge influence on all these this wave of bands that came after them, in, you know, the next decade. But I think at the time it was kind of like it was a bit of a Kind of a revolutionary sound and and it was ahead of its time but you had ben gibbard from death cat for cutie jenny lewis i think she was from rilo kylie and then jimmy tamborello so anyways that that was number one for me because i thought of, it's just the fact that it like inspired this wave of imitators and i and the album itself i think is you listen to it today and i think it still sounds very contemporary yep um, if you put it out today it would be great and just and i think ben gibbard again going back to sometimes the side project being a better uh, platform for an artist than their main gig. Like I said about Chris Cornell, I think that's that's how it is with Ben Gibbard. I was talking to someone this week, I don't remember, because I like to kind of research what people's feelings are on these topics beforehand, but they were saying never liked Death Cab that much, but they did like Postal Service. I think there's probably I a might, lot of people in that I, I probably fall into that category a little bit myself. And yeah. that, it's, it's something I saw when I was doing my research online that seemed to be a repeated thing that people said that, you know, Postal Service fans a lot of times don't tend to be Death Cab fans, so right, and I, yeah. I I like both. I've seen both live, but um, but I think it focused his Ben Gibbard songwriting a little more working mm-hmm. in that context. And of course, if people don't know the story, there with the Postal Service was him and Jenny Lewis were sending tracks back and forth because um, they were in different locations. And this is actually kind of a funny, you know. Story of while Harrison times. eats while Harrison eats his lunch, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's great. That's what podcasting's all about. Yeah. That's right. That's right. You can wear your pajamas and eat your lunch. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, nobody I just, had to know. You I had, had to a call big, me out. Well, they wouldn't know when they heard the chocolate chip cookie crunching in your mouth. It was a cinnamon bun. It's fresh out of the oven. I couldn't <laughs> wait. <laughs> No, Anyways, I'll, I'll, I think it's just time to wrap up about the Postal Service. But I just, I wanted to just point out the fact that, like, they were sending things back and forth through the Postal Service, sending these, like, tracks, which is funny this day and age because, obviously, you wouldn't have, you wouldn't have any need for that with digital technology, and Scott knows a lot more about that than I do. But I, it's kind of funny. That's why they called it the Postal Service because they were sending things back and forth. Um, yeah. Cool no, that is and kind of a cool story. That is, it's a but cool story. It is. Yeah. It's very much. So, time. so, so you that's get my number one. Postal Service, Temple of the Dog, Derek and Domino's. Those are that's those yes. are some good good acts. Good so and we covered three different eras there. Yeah, that's true. true. That is true. Uh, mine all came from well, when I made a list of five because I didn't listen to what the ah. assignment was, but a lot it was heavy on the grunge '90s slash early 2000s. Uh, uh, no alter bridge on my list, but I, I you know, you guys, oh, do, you guys do a lot of, uh, of <laughs> that sounded serious. It sounded too serious. People, if they just tuned in now, which why would you at 40 minutes into a podcast or whatever, <laughs> 25 minutes in, uh, we were just joking about alter bridge. Uh, anyway, I, I was, you guys always do a lot of research and mine, my picks always come from the heart. You know, I feel like I, I look at it a different way. I, I look at it as if we were, 
and, and this is fine. We've discussed this. Everybody can do their own thing. I just kind of pick the beauty them. of the Lister. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's right. I, I, I take, I do, you know, I, I pick them from the heart. Then I maybe do a little research on top of it, um, but always from the heart. So my number three pick was a. <laughs> I can't even say it. Todd's gonna give me so much shit. My number three, Uh my number three Uh pick was. Band. It's not Alter Bridge. You can't even no, say it with a No, I can't. I want to say, I want this band, this song, you know what? I, I got this song uh, made its way onto many mixtapes that I made for, uh, <laughs> for, for for potential girlfriends, okay? And it oh, didn't, you know, okay. it never, t- it's I mean, it's methods, methods of mayhem, isn't it? No, oh, methods of no mayhem. Dude, this, this naked. song. Get naked. Get naked. No, yeah. no, no, no. Come on, let's get together. It's Brad, the day brings. Oh, I don't know. Oh, it's a perfect mixtape. It was like the perfect. Brad. It was like the perfect mixtape song. I felt like, and and it, I was, oh, and man. I'm a sensitive soul. You guys, you know that. I mean, oh, it was Brad. Oh, I thought I was gonna get laughed out of the room if I put that on my list. I, I thought you were too, actually. As soon as we came up with this topic, I told Scott. I said, Harrison, you know he's gonna have Brad on there. <laughs> and then Scott puts it in there. Nice. I just, I just love this track. Good track. Not what I expected. All right. Anyway, enough of the Brad. So that was. I don't know if one track is what a side project. <laughs> side project rides on. If one track's as good as that track, it is. All oh, right. Maybe? Okay. It was so. the it was the backbone literally for a lot of mixtapes. You know, because because it was this track. I felt like the whole idea of the mixtape was you were introducing somebody, which is why it was great to give to a girl, right? Of course, because you you felt like sure. it'd be cool if you introduced the girl to new music, um, and and. I felt like it was something that was a little lesser known, but it still has that poppy kind of feel, and uh, it's it's just a great track, and it's also sensitive, so the ladies probably like it. And uh, <laughs> sensitive, you know. I mean, listen to this, guys. Okay, let's not listen. Anyway, yeah. no, number two. I was going to say, I don't think you turn Layla off as quick as you turn that off, but that's just me. That's I can't believe you guys ripping on The Day Brings, man. The Day Brings is a great song by Brad. It's, All of our listeners, check it out. It's fine. It's, number, it's a good song. It's not worthy of the list. But it's good. Yeah, exactly. My feeling. <laughs> number two, Them Crooked Vultures. And oh, nice. Ooh, that was on my long that was on my long list. That's okay. also my long list. Yeah. Yes. Number two, them crooked vultures, and number one, uh, una- Todd, I don't know how this is not the unanimous number one. It's Gorillas, biggest Gorillas. side project band of all time. I mean, you Ever. could say Derek. Uh, you you did bring up Derek and the Dominoes, but uh, you yeah. know, but they didn't have the 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 length, the the you know the the tenure that that Gorillas had. But Gorillas True. with a headlining gig at Glastonbury, uh, massive success on several singles. I mean, I I don't uh, crossover success really. Also, not just being an alternative group, but also uh, you know having pop hits. Yeah, pop, I, yeah. yeah, I think that the Gorillas and of course if if you know the the makeup of the Gorillas, Damian Alburn from Blur and Del the Funky Homo Sapien, who was in hieroglyphics. He's actually got another uh, cool side project out now called Deltron, which uh, I haven't. Oh, really? had, I haven't is there a new Deltron album out? Yeah, there's a new Deltron album out, and uh, Deltron Thirty Thirty is one of my favorite albums of all time. Really? Del the Funky Homo Sapien. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so it's it's a, it's a future concept album, but if there's a new Deltron out, I'm all over it. It's been we, out. Yeah, it's been out for a little while, and I actually read. I, I was looking at some tracks, so and I think that Zach De La Rocha is on the album. I let me. Oh. Yeah. Really? I I think that there is a a Zach De La Rocha track with. Uh, I don't know where they. Found him, but it's uh, good to know he's still alive. But, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, then he still he, working on that solo. I was album. gonna say he tried the solo, <laughs> the solo. It's his own Chinese democracy. Yeah. So what's interesting to me is you know who didn't end up on our list at all was anything by Jack White. Is that just because it's hard to yeah. determine what's a side project for him and what's no? An I mean, I I put Dead Weather and uh, and Raconteurs on my playlist, but mm-hmm. to me they just didn't measure up quite as much. I actually prefer Raconteurs among those two. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Well, yeah Dead Weather's sure. got some, Dead Weather's got some great stuff, and Dead Weather's got some really bad stuff. I yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I agree. You know? I agree. Yeah, I think uh, Raconteurs are more consistent, but I just if it, if we were doing a top like ten, it, it might have been in there. But yeah, I don't know about okay. top three. So and, and uh, actually, what about like Mad and Season also, also from the Grunge era? Mad Season was a great side Mad project. Season. Yeah, that was that was and good. That was, almost that was made on my, my list. you know short list, but uh, Here's again the, like I. Oh yeah. good. I'm Sorry, here's go the Deltron track with Zach. Uh, so this is the, and I haven't listened to it yet. So this is a, a premiere on Twisted Lister. Get 
I mean, Dell is great. You know, you and, and you yeah. see what he added to obviously the gorillas. You know, why Damon Albert wanted to bring him. The other one that I thought could have been on on one of our lists was. Uh, Kanye and Jay Z watch oh, the watch the throne. Yeah, that yeah. was too super groupy. I figured it was because they were both already mega stars when they did it. Um, so, but it was yeah, but it, 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 it's still of and, note, and it wasn't and it wasn't like a well, I guess they toured briefly. They toured on it pretty. It wasn't like a, a real didn't seem like a real group that was gonna be. Yeah, like, I don't know. One yeah. more one more band that I want to bring up before we get into the real finalizing of the list. Okay is a, a super group, which was the first one that I thought of as this came up, and I think I mentioned it on the show a couple weeks ago when we started discussing this topic, is the 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 AR Rachman, Mick Jagger, oh, Josh Stone, super with with uh, one more person in it. Uh, um, what's his Dave Stewart from the Arrhythmics is on it uh, too. And it was hmm. so hyped up. Harrison, you remember this at all? No? What's the what's the band? It was, it was called, one of the worst it was called yeah, Super probably. Heavy and this was the lead single Oh. And I love Jazz Stone. I mean, but this is and what? Oh, oh, Damian Marley's on it too. Sorry, forgot about him. Oh wow. It's... There he is. <laughs> this is this is why you want to like sleep off the coke high before you all head into the studio together. You know, it sounded like a great idea at the club, but you don't have to rush to the studio. I was gonna say, it's, it's proof that you can't just throw any. Oh, here's Mick. Hang on, here's Mick. Together. Here's Mick. And now I'm not sure what's going on. Now I think this is a high school choir. <laughs> well, you've now, you've now made my life a little, a tiny bit worse. So thank you. Yeah, no problem. That's super. And everyone, everyone, yeah, everyone has gotten to hear that. Any listeners? Get yeah. To hear that. And then they were like, "Okay, I'm out." I'm Anybody out. wants to check that out? That's the super heavy track called "Miracle Worker." Which... Save that for our show on Worst Side Projects. All right, yeah. Sorry, let's get back to the best side projects. I think Brad is off the list. It's, it appears it's nobody else. I think so. <laughs> Sorry, buddy. Brad belongs on the Sorry. list. Uh, I, I, I was obviously surprised Broken Bells wasn't on anyone's list, but yeah, yeah. I have a heart. So like. Well, that's another thing. Danger Mouse, like what? What's considered a side project for yeah. him? Or, well, yeah. No, but you, it, it well, is. I think it's all about the best, and I think you're right. Like Gnarls Barkley too. Their body of work is incredible. I mean, the Gnarls yeah. Barkley stuff is awesome. True. But but when it comes down to it, I I do think, and I, and I like as much as Postal Service doesn't mean as much to me as you guys. I think that they are clear clear one and two. And we'll discuss the order. Gorillas and Postal Service. There's no doubt. I mean, yeah. they're the yeah. most successful yeah. of of recent times. And and as we've discussed, I think the suicide project thing is a recent time type thing. The last you know 15 years or so. So uh, I would go. So one and two on the board. Gorillas and Postal Service. We'll figure out the order there. Now we got to pick out three. And there's some good nominees here. I think them crooked vultures. Perfect circle. Temple of the Dog, Derek and the Dominoes are all – you could make an argument for all of them, so why don't we go around and, and pick who, you know, what, what, what we think should be number three. And I, I – like, gosh, Josh Homme, man, he never stops playing music, does he? Nor did Dave Grohl. Or Dave Grohl. No, even, just, even when the Grammys tell him that it's over. Yeah, he still yeah, doesn't stop. Yeah, he stop. <laughs> um, no, I bet – yeah, I did listen – I listened to them, Crooked Vultures and Eagles of Death Metal and Probot as all, all – as part yeah. of this project. So, oh, um, cool. Uh, them Crooked Vultures, I mean, they're they're good. I just – I feel it's not quite maybe as – you know, not quite as much stuff as maybe A Perfect Circle, maybe not as much range. Okay. That would be my argument. No, I, I agree. I like them Crooked Vultures, but for me it's like there are a few songs I really like, and then there's a lot that – I felt like was it's filler. Maybe not. I'm not gonna say. Yeah, I want to say yeah. filler, but yeah. it's better than filler. But it's, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of like it seems like they were new, they were just playing around in the studio. It, yeah, they were just and jamming and having a good time. It was cool yeah. to yeah. hear those three guys. It was better than Super Heavy or Lucy Pearl. Uh, uh, yeah. Oh, so for sure. yeah. Anyway, um, all right. So we'll take them. Crooked Vultures off. We'll take. So then we got Perfect Circle, Temple of the Dog. My pick out of those two would be Temple of the Dog. Your thoughts? Yes, I agree. Yeah, and I, I mean, I, I never was a big Tool fan, so that's why I never got into right. Perfect Circle that much. That's so fair. I guess that's just where I'm coming from. But I can understand if you're like a, you know, more of a metal fan, Perfect Circle would be very much up there, in terms of. But yeah, you know, Temple of the Dog would, 
So the fine didn't have. I didn't think they did any bad songs. If they did, I haven't heard them. And Harrison, any last arguments on why we should pick Perfect Circle over Temple of the Dog, or is Temple of the Dog our clear number three? Um, I just, I you know, I think that a Perfect Circle is more prolific, but uh, I can, I you know, I'll take a Temple of the Dog. I love that album. All right, cool. Temple of the Dog at three. Gorillas right. and Postal Service. You guys know my vote for number one. It's Gorillas. So you guys may have to decide between yourselves. Uh, Postal nah, Service. Uh, Gorillas is number one. Postal Service is number two. That's All right. I think I'm here. getting outvoted here. I, I, you know, this is one of those arguments. I mean, I, I like Gorillas. I, I, you know, I even, it, you know, they definitely redefined what success was for a side project. Because you look at most side projects, like I said earlier, and they don't measure up as far as success and, you know, popular success. But, so anyway, I'm not going to argue it because I think I'm outvoted here. Um, so, but you, you are. Gorillas is the clear. The, gorillas is the is the clear number one. It's the it's the it's the most successful side project. I I think ever. I I don't see. I mean, they replaced you two at Glastonbury. Not just. I don't know who else was available. Uh, but you know, they replaced you two at Glastonbury. Granted, Postal Service obviously headlined Coachella. Gorillas. Right. I, they had these massive hits. You look at Postal Service, you're talking about one really big hit, right? And then an album that obviously, like I said, meant a lot to right. a lot of people. But we're not, we're not judging this by, like, album sales and ticket sales, I guess. No, 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 that's true. But, no, true. but influence is important. And influence, anyway, staying power. The fact that know. Gorillaz ended up being a more of an ongoing project obviously led to more pop success, I think. Yeah. Oh, yeah, but, yeah. Well, and it's also helps. just it's also a more poppy type sound, I think, but. Well, so our, our final list is number three, Temple of the Dog. Number two, Postal Service. Number one, Gorillas. I'm 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 happy with right. that list. I'm happy I'm with list. Happy list. Happy that list. Top three side projects of all time. That's our list. As I was doing the research, by the way, I had more. I realized more of our common theme of how much music sucked in the late '90s, early 2000s, uh, because <laughs> oh, I started. Yeah. I researched uh, a side project which featured. Um, a member of Tribe Called Quest, a member of En Vogue, and then, of course, Raphael Sadiq from Tony, Tony, Tony. Uh, and it was Lucy Pearl. Pearl. And this this came out by the late 90s. This song is terrible. I mean, what is this? Wow. Quality 90s R&B right there. And what's sad is that Raphael Sadiq obviously has done some incredible stuff since Lucy Pearl. Uh, and it's... <laughs> It's awful. Anyway, more on, on that. You can definitely hear episode. the Vogue influence on there. Yeah. Uh, and you can hear, well, this is, and you can hear Tony, Tony, Tony. It's funny breaking down these, like, supergroup songs, right? You hear every single influence. But this is like a Tony, Tony, Tony track. And then the Vogue track comes in. And then, I don't, anyway, that's Lucy Pearl. You can check Battle of the Producers too. there. So, uh, news. So we didn't have any, no Adams for Peace, none of that. No Adams <laughs> for Peace. You know what? Screw Adams for Peace. I, we're not talking about Adams for Peace and their anti, anti-digital distribution stance, I think. And we we'll, also, we didn't yeah. really talk about jam bands because they, or there are a lot of side projects in the jam band world, but I guess. That's a different, that's a different that thing. Jam bands kind of any, almost anything can feel like a side project. When, well, you know, what do you, what did you call like the Grateful Dead with Greg Allman was, uh, that was kind of like. What's that at that point? With Greg Allman? Yeah. Or um, which Allman? No, uh, with uh, w- Warren Haynes. What was I saying? Yeah. Oh, Warren Haynes. Uh, that's yeah, true. The de- yeah, that actually, the Grateful Dead turning into the dead and further. And yeah, yeah. that's not. No, well, those don't. Yeah, I was, yeah, I was yeah. listening to the Jerry yeah. Garcia band last night and thinking, is that a side project? Because, you know, the dead yeah, was going that, concern the whole it time. It is. It is, but well, it's not. They were. Not, they were yeah. yeah. But I, I think I, I think the other thing about the shout out to JGB. That's all. Yeah. Well, the other thing about those is they didn't they didn't really cross over genres. I think everybody that we mentioned That's actually, uh, for the most part, with the exception of maybe Perfect Circle, probably everybody else became you know pretty much crossed over. Whether it was even success. just across yeah, yeah popular success yeah that's that's True. right which, which even Perfect Circle even Perfect Circle obviously had success. Right. They got so, yeah. they had radio airplay. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so moving on to news of the week, and uh, I was going to discuss Miley Cyrus invaded California this week, which was pretty interesting. I mean, I'm sure she lives in California, but she also yeah. she she played uh, she played L.A., Oakland, and San Jose, and it was pretty interesting. I wanted to read you guys the uh, review. I enjoy the shock of parents when they take their kids. That's what? my favorite part of this whole. Yeah, thing. like who's going to see this tour? This I don't know. Well, and so, how are you shocked by what she's doing? Like, yeah. if they're not are they not paying attention to anything that she's done? Yeah, seriously. Well, specific. First of all, she wears this 
long T-shirt that looks like something that a five-year-old would sleep in, like a long, like a bed, like oh, a night shirt. Yeah, yeah <laughs> night shirt. Yeah. So yeah. she does this acoustic set in the middle of her show, and the 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 uh, critic from the San Francisco Chronicle, Adon Vaziri, said it best when he basically he said that uh, during this this four-song acoustic set, which includes landslide, hey ya. Jolene and Yoshimi battles the pink robots, which we'll, we'll more, more on that's that. A, more on that's that. An interesting. Yeah, more on that. There. He says he says All it right. should have been one of the night's high points, but instead it felt like sitting through open mic night in a Nashville coffee shop. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, so yeah. it's it's pretty interesting. And here's the here's a clip. Uh, a landslide is actually decent because she's a country singer. I heard singer. Hey ya was actually int- was, uh, was worth we'll get to Hey ya in a second. I, I haven't this actually is, heard it. This but. is the landslide, which is actually decent. I yeah. think that's decent. I mean, it's like the Dixie Chicks version, but she, she, yeah. you know, she could. That's she could decent. Do that song. She can pull so, it off pretty well. So, Todd, as you mentioned, hey ya, here's here's her hey ya, um, yeah. This one's not cutting it, Todd. Come on. And I also feel I, like- I haven't heard it. I haven't heard it. I just read, I read about it. No reason to slow it down this much. And I feel like this has been done. Acoustic, like, yeah. people have been covering this in coffee shops and bars. That's true. That's true. I don't think she gets points for originality on that, but, no. But I, I think Maya actually has a good voice. I think she does. Underestimate She's her got a good that. voice. So this is when yeah. it becomes a train wreck. Uh, in L.A., during this set, she actually brought out... Wayne from the Flaming Lips, and oh, I heard of that. Yes, oh, so so this is when and now <laughs> she with her. She she brought, she brought he wasn't, but he didn't. He wasn't in his ball in his you know in his clear balloon ball uh, yeah. thing. He was he no, was outside so he, of he it. He wasn't protected. Right. He was He went. He went. And you don't want to go with Miley Cyrus unprotected. So he decides to go. Robin Thicke learned about that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So. Here, here it is. This is her bringing uh, Wayne from Flaming Lips out on stage in L.A. Yeah, nice job bringing your kids to Miley Cyrus. <laughs> and now he's holding up a big sign that says, fuck yeah. Oh, nice. We will never know, Miley. I don't know if I like all this cursing on this show. Yeah. She's wearing, she's wearing a nightshirt, by the way. <laughs> With herself on, a big picture of herself on the nightshirt. And then here, we just got to hear the beginning of Yoshimi. This is, it's worth the wait, trust me. It's amazing. gonna kick in here in a second just, just wait for it yeah keep in mind he's outside of the clear ball right now <laughs> here <laughs> all right so I okay, think we've that's seen- terrible <laughs> 
right. I'm showing Wayne Coyne because he knows how to sing that song, but she just, it sounds, that just. Yeah, that's pretty Okay, that's, that's a bridge too far. That was, I'll say that. yeah, okay. that was an incredible. altar bridge too far. So that was, oh, 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 Miley, <laughs> Miley, so the next, yeah, Wayne and Miley, that, uh, yeah. that side project's okay. going to be awesome. She might have made a misstep there, though I do love the randomness factor there of, <laughs> When I saw that tweet that was like Wayne Coyne, you know, from Flaming Lips plays Yoshimi with Miley Cyrus, it seemed like a joke. I was like, no, no, that's a good, it's a good like onion story. Yeah, that was so that was I, I just it, her. It's incredible. I mean, the show, the show just seems so weird. Her show and and every I, every critic says the same thing. Like, why is she touring? She is, she does not have ninety minutes worth of material, so it's just a spectacle basically. This show. Uh, which we hmm. just saw part of the spectacle. But she, I will say one thing. I don't know if you heard this. Another in, unusual cover she did recently, which I thought was actually turned out pretty well, but it was kind of a like left field type cover. But in the she did an MTV Unplugged recently. Yeah, I saw that. She did a cover of the Arctic Monkeys. Um, Why do you only call me when you're high? Yeah, it was actually oh. really good. I her, think it's it's her, shockingly good. I so. saw that, and I think that's I, why. I, and you know, I, I like her cover. Her off, and so. I like her cover of Jolene. Grant, she's probably been singing Jolene since she was like ten years old. I was gonna old, say she could know? sing yeah, that. Yeah. yeah, from the womb. Yeah. Probably. So. No, I, I think it's cool. I think she's obviously a music fan. I just think the the yeah. it's bizarre to see the flaming lips, and it also is bizarre to have her say, "I'm so fucking excited, fuck yeah, blah blah yeah. blah," you know, on this show for kids. With my, anyway. and it's all these like ten year olds yeah. there, and you're yeah. covering their ears. <laughs> it's so weird. <laughs> yeah, and their parents are like, "Who's Yoshimi? Is this a new cartoon?" So. Yeah. Uh, and then, of course, my other my other news bit from the week was just uh, within the last 24, 48 hours, Bruce Springsteen covering Lord. I don't know if you guys have seen yes. this yet. Oh, yeah. I didn't hear that. He, opened, uh, well, he was in New Zealand, so I think yeah. that's, that's the cool thing yeah. about it. He, started, he opened is, with Royals. This track, oh, nice. this is a really cool track, yeah. So I couldn't stop listening to it. It was, it was great. That's cool. I haven't heard this yet. Yeah. I read about it. So this is yeah, Springsteen covering Lord while playing in New Zealand. Wow. <laughs> I think you forgot the lyrics there. That's all right. No postcode At first, I thought it would be a Fallon-esque parody, but it, it actually turns into something pretty good. It actually yeah. it sounds good. good. Yeah. I don't know. I, I like the maybe maybe Fallon like, had some influence on him. Maybe. Yeah. I, <laughs> yeah. It's pretty good, he, and he brings the harmonica I, I, in later. Oh, nice. I, you know, I, I like that Bruce is not taking himself too seriously these days, and he'll do stuff like that. You know? Yeah, that's true. Well, by the way, where does he get these? I don't know if you saw he covered In Excess when he was in Australia. Yeah, and, and of he course, he did In Excess and ACDC. With Eddie Vedder, oh, nice. The Highway to Hell. Yeah, yeah, Highway to Hell with Eddie Vedder. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. I need to hear that. Yeah, so, yeah. so I think it's Here's cool. the harmonica. Bruce has always been... Oh, cool. Yeah, you did, Bruce. Okay, so anyway, check yes. those out. Of course, available on your local YouTube. Hey, that's, uh, a, that's a nice, nice. good, uh, nice dig there. Like well, ne nice next find. weekend I'm gonna go see uh, Book of Mormon, and I'm going uh -huh. in, going in completely fresh. I've completely avoided the soundtrack, any sort of indication of what the plot's about. So I'm looking forward to that. Nice. Uh, so I'll report back on the next episode how that goes. But uh, I think you'll like it. We saw it at the Kennedy Center last year, and it was pretty nice. Damn, pretty this damn is, fun. Yeah. And you see it's it up in Baltimore. Right? Yeah, at the Hippodrome. Nice. So my, my whole family's going. We'll see see how my mom likes it. I think she'll have a blast. I think, yeah, I think she'll like it. Nice. Um, that's the new – are you looking for a date? What's what, That's the news item there? <laughs> <laughs> And you make fun of me about show tunes. I've been trying this. There you go. Oh, speaking of I listened to. I was listening to Hame. I was listening to Hame this week. Uh, you know, oh, okay. a, a pretty cool uh, kind of power pop trio, uh, female power pop trio. Um, that album's kind of fun. It reminds me of Churches a little bit. You know, and they're up there with these oddly spelled uh, 
band names. I think that's the new thing for search engine optimization. You have to spell your band name weird. <laughs> that's churches that like it's true. You, imagine that's if you funny. tried to look for churches and yeah. you were like churches music and you type that into Google without yeah. a V in it. You're right. you, you would never be find idea. it. You're right. Yeah. You're yeah. right. It's it's a story as old as Def Leppard. Right? Yeah. Exactly. Misspelling yeah. <laughs> your it's a great hard rock tradition. Yeah. Um, True. Anyways, I already talked about Tadapalooza, so that obviously was a uh, occupied much of of my uh, musical exploration of the last ten days. But um, so that's kind of my my summary, though. What the? Yep. And uh, I'm trying to think of yeah. What are you listening to, man? Shows. I am seeing Broken Bells next week, so I'm excited about that. So I'll have How a are you seeing them? At 9:30 club next weekend. Next oh, Sunday thanks for night. the invite. That's cool. Have fun. <laughs> wow. This is this is digressing. Do you want to see this a, is digressing you want to see into? Do you want to see hold steady with me? I got tickets. Nine thirty. Uh, nice. Anyway, maybe. Say not now. He's like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. This is yeah. <laughs> All, All right. right. Well, that's my. Any my and update. and what do you any? That's your update. Any picks for uh you guys? Anything you guys been listening to lately that you wanted to plug here on this show? Listen to by millions. Yeah. No. Okay. <laughs> I was gonna plug the new. G Love and Special Sauce track, which I discovered, it came out about a month ago. I discovered it this week. It's called Nothing Else Quite Like Home. It sounds like old school G Love. It really reminded me why I got into G Love back at the same time around Beastie Boys and the Roots and all that stuff. And I, it's this guy's body of work is really good, man. And this kind of reminded me of the old, the older stuff. And you'll notice a familiar voice on it, Ben Harper. Nice. Yeah, like this is old school G Love, right? Yeah, so that's called Nothing Else Quite Like Home by G-Love and, of course, uh, Ben Harper guesting on the track. I, it's Yeah, it's great to see old dudes do something like that. And G-Love... He's going to be out of South by Southwest playing a bunch of shows, Todd, so maybe you'll catch him out there. Yeah. And uh, it's cool. He's actually playing in Portland when we're out in Portland. Oh, really? Oh, well, He's playing at cool. the, yeah. I didn't know the that. The half marathon that I'm running, he's the guest at the Rock and Roll. Whoa. Marathon. He's at the finish line. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Whoa. So, well, there you go. This was a perfect. Reason to be excited about Portlandia. Right? Yeah, that's perfect. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that's that's my recommendation for all our listeners. Check out the new G-Love track, Nothing Else Quite Like Home. Uh, if you need something to do, Harrison's looking for a date for Book of Mormon next week. Yes. And Todd needs to go. New Old Steady. New Old Steady as well. The New Old Steady is great. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. That ties into the Hold Steady show next month. Too. Yeah, New Hold Steady. But it's great, New Hold Steady. If you if you already like Hold Steady, you'll love the new stuff. And if you don't like them, then you should listen to it. <laughs> so let's re- recap. Yeah. Recap top three side projects of all time, in our opinion. Uh, number three, we picked Temple of the Dog. Number two, Postal Service. Number one was Gorillas, of course, far and away. Gorillas, yeah. number one. Right. Uh, st- side projects to stay away from. Super Heavy, Lucy Pearl, and Alter Bridge. Uh, <laughs> stuff to check out on YouTube this week. The Miley Cyrus crazy acoustic set from her tour. You'll laugh, you'll cry. And then also check out the Springsteen cover of Lord. And my pick for the week was the new G Love track. Uh, Todd also mentioning the Hold Steady track, Spinners, which is really good, right? Spinners or Spinner? One of the I can't remember. Spinners. Uh, yes, Spinners. Spinners. We'll have, we'll, have, yeah. we'll have links for all those up on our uh, Twisted Lister podcast Facebook page. That's Facebook slash Twisted Lister podcast. Come check us out. That's right. You can always contribute by sending an email to twistedlister69 at gmail.com. We'll be happy to get your feedback. That's and right. uh, we'll talk to you all next week, right? That's Sounds right. Sounds good. We'll talk to you next week. See you.